0: This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So, my message for today was all about being a creator, and that we are creating our life experience. So, what happens next, you know, part of what I was going to say is, we need to be responding to life and not reacting to it, and so then... (laughs) here we come with another another covid scare and i just think ah oh, maybe i shouldn't have picked this talk <laughs> you know i have to i have to now just go with whatever is happening and be in the flow because that's really what it takes to be a creator we have to continue to be in the flow of life and not not let the things that come along stop us so that doesn't mean we don't make decisions like we made this morning and say okay maybe we better not do a live service today but we still get to flow and not just crumple and and wither up because we have to do it differently we we just don't know we don't know what the bigger picture is so what we have to trust is that it's all good like those bumper stickers say it's all good because God is all there is, and we are that. That's that's the foundational principles for unity. That we are one with all that is. And all that is, is goodness. So in every moment, we are creating from that. We are creating from goodness. So... As we do these creations, we have to be very intentional. There are things that get in our way, and really the number one thing that gets in our way is judgment, judgment of good and evil. So we're back to the Garden of Eden, right? Where it all began metaphysically. And Adam and Eve are given the opportunity to step out of the world of perfection that Eden represents. When we are one and we are just in the isness, everything is perfect. And so they're given the opportunity to grow and evolve and experience. And that involves tasting of the tree of good and evil. And so when they bite from that fruit, they begin to see things differently. They begin to look through the world with eyes of duality. And they see that things are good and things are bad. And the consequence of that kind of seeing is that we get paralyzed and we suffer and we struggle. So Here we are, and we can continue in that path of struggling and suffering, or we can claim our power as divine. And instead of seeing things as good and evil, we can see them as all good, even when we don't understand how they might be good, even when we don't like them. There's no part in this formula that says, and you have to like it. Because you don't. But if we consider it good and we hold open a corner of our mind to the possibility that this might be good, then some amazing things can happen. When we know that we are one with all that is, everything becomes possible we've talked before about how there is that victim triangle right so we tend to see ourselves as the victim of circumstances of other people and then other people or circumstances become our persecutors so COVID is this big villain in our society right or maybe in your mind the big villain is somebody in politics or who knows? Or it's somebody in your family or whoever it is that, that spread COVID in your circle. Or taking it out of the COVID frame. You know, you get it. Somebody that I, I studied with said, the biggest race in this world is the race for the victim's seat. Have you ever gotten caught in that position where you're pointing the finger at somebody else and they're pointing the finger at you? And it's like, oh yeah, well... You think that's bad. I had it worse. Look what you did to me. We get caught in that. And there's no way out of that if we continue to fight for that victim seat. And then when there's a victim and a persecutor, we need a rescuer. So is the is the vaccine a rescuer in the COVID situation or is it a villain? Well, that depends on how you're framing it. But But there's no win there in... In our society, we are addicted to the idea of a rescuer. We love superheroes. And we place the Christ, the template of all that is in human form, we place that in the role of redeemer. And we want to be the victims. Or maybe we're the persecutors because we're sinners. You know, it's just messy. And it's not truth. So I like the updated version of that triangle, where instead of seeing ourselves as victims, we see ourselves as creators. We are a creator of our experience. So did we create COVID? No, but we create our experience of it, How what we're making it mean, whether we decide that we're going to be enemies of people who think differently about it than we do, that is our experience that we are creating and collectively we created this experience collectively we created global warming collectively we created all the things that are out there that that politics of division that is hammering our country collectively we did that not individually and so If we see ourselves as victims or persecutors, it's not helpful. But if we see ourselves as creators, then whatever we put in that persecutor seat is just an actor. That's a different way of looking at it as an actor in the drama that we are producing. And over here where we had a redeemer or a rescuer, we have a coach, someone who is helping us to see things a little differently to put a new frame on it. We all get to be the coach for each other. And we get to be the coach for ourselves when we get ourselves into a space when we're feeling like a victim. That coach part of ourselves, that higher perspective, can remind ourselves that, oh wait, we're not victims. We are creators. We have unending possibilities. Whatever this is that just got thrown at us, we have the ability to take it and make something of it. I had a couple of interesting experiences this weekend, or in the last week. Um, I know that some people are really concerned about artificial intelligence and things like, um, you know, who's listening on your phone? and or you, you type something in or you're talking about something and the next thing you know you're getting an ad for it on Facebook or you know all of those things well my daughter was telling me that she was in the store and she saw a stalk of brussels sprouts and she was wondering out loud what what does people use brussels sprouts for on a stalk how do you, how do you do that how do you even cook them you know she just was exclaiming out loud in the middle of the grocery store. She gets home that night and on TikTok, there is a little video and the person is saying, have you ever wondered what to do, how to cook a stock of, tick, of Brussels sprouts? And she's like, how did that happen? I just said that. And was my phone listening? You know, what is going on here? And yet, she got the answer to her question. So you could look at that as malevolent, or you could look at that as that the universe is so wired, and artificial intelligence is just this, this mini version of what is possible. We put out an ask, and the answer comes. I had another experience. Where driving home from visiting her, I was thinking about this talk, and I'm I'm on my phone, and I'm just making notes about it, and we've got music playing from my phone and it's just on a random select and I've got tons of different things on my phone and so all of a sudden in the queue comes three levels of intuition by Carolyn Mace and I'm just about to hit next because I don't want to listen to talking I'm thinking about you know the my talk and I'm looking at scenery and I'm typing my notes but for some reason I don't and then this talk that she's giving, which I've heard before, ends up having so many things in it that are relevant to what I want to talk about. So here it is again. This cosmos is just showing up even through Apple Play on on my phone. It was nothing I asked for consciously. It's just I'm opening myself up to ideas as I'm creating this talk, and voila, here it is. Here's another one. This this woman that I know, she was a client of mine about 10 years ago and we did really deep work together. And as a result of that work, she is in such a different place today and she's she's doing beautiful work in the world. And but she had this experience happen that was really devastating to her and and she was she, she was just feeling really down and not sure what direction to take. And she gets a message from me saying, how are you doing? Now, the thing about it is that wasn't from me. Somebody hacked an Instagram account of mine, and then they started sending out messages from me if you've if you're on social media at all you've seen enough of this to know it happens but that hack reached out to her and she remembered oh yeah i bet jane could help me and so she contacts me and set up an appointment and we had one session and boom she was back on her path again but it happened because of an instagram hack so what I'm saying is these things, you might say, oh, that's terrible, that hacker, what did he do, blah, blah, blah. But if nothing else, he, he helped that person to get back on track. We never know the things that look bad. Maybe they aren't. We as creators have the power to put it in a different frame. And that's what I am encouraging all of us to do, no matter what comes along, to put it in the frame of we are creators. We are not victims. One of the things that Carolyn Mace talked about was that um, there are angels of birth I don't know if this is true, but she says it is. Let's go with it for the moment. And she says, the angels of birth are necessity, choice, and compassion. So the angel of necessity is the one that accompanies you and says, you need to have these things in your life. This is necessary for you. And, and she was talking about how when people hear that, they often go to suffering oh, I'm going to have to suffer. This is going to be a terrible thing that I have to endure. But she said, no, no, no. Think in a more positive way. What if the necessity is that you have a beautiful singing voice? What if the necessity is that you have just such incredible kindness that flows from you all the time? What if the necessity is that you be a really good mother? What if the necessity is that you don't have children, but you give so much to your community because you are unfettered from family responsibilities? There are all kinds of possibilities, but she's saying that as we come into form, there is something that is necessary for us may be more than one thing, but these are necessities, and so not to fight against them. And then the next angel is the angel of choice, and that's the angel that is with us as we go through life, and every time we come to a juncture, the angel is right there, guiding us, helping us to make a good choice a choice that's for the highest good. We don't have to listen, but the angel is there. And if we know that the angel is there, we can tune in. We don't have to feel alone. The third angel is the angel of compassion. And that angel is there to remind us that no matter what is going on, we are showered with grace. I know how hard it is to feel like something, a mountain is too high for us. That we're not going to be able to get through this. It's very disheartening to be going through all this COVID stuff. It's disheartening to be in the room looking at a camera and knowing that I have a few beautiful people who are sitting here that I'm not looking at directly because I'm looking at you. But even though that is happening, there is grace here. This morning, Kevin and Claire and I were on the phone discussing what are we going to do. And and I said to them, maybe we could just pray about this. You know, it's <laughs> not always the first thought, but it's a good thought. And And I just, as soon as I said that, I just... I just started to cry because I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this position again. I want our community back in the room. I want us all together. But just because I want it, I don't always get to have it. And so Kevin just stepped into his beautiful ministerial self and he, he, he led a prayer with us. It was so lovely. And in the silence of that prayer, the word that came to me was opportunity. Maybe there's an opportunity in having to make this step back. I don't know what that opportunity is. But if I believe what I say, that it's all good, that no matter where we look, we can find goodness, then there has to be opportunity in this. And it's important that we hold on to that. When I was thinking about what holds us back from being powerful creators. I came up with quite a list. There are things that keep us held back and stuck in the past. There's resentment and regret and guilt. And we're all susceptible to all three of those. But when we focus on those, we cannot create because we're stuck in the past. And creation does not happen in the past. All three of those are based on judgment. We are regretting what happened because we call it bad. We are resenting what some, someone did because we call it bad. We are feeling guilty because we think we've done something bad. But what if that really is an illusion? What if there is no bad? What if as creator we can take all of those things that we, we would have chosen with hindsight be different and we just hold open the possibility that there is goodness there, there is opportunity there? If we will do that, that's what forgiveness is really about. It's saying, stop it. Stop this resentment and regret and guilt. Let go of the past and be present here as creators. It's not about saying something that somebody did they shouldn't have done, or they should have done, or whatever. It's not about say- blessing the action. It's about saying, there's more to this than what I can see, and I will not be imprisoned by somebody else's actions. I am going to sit in the seat of Creator and claim good. Another set of blocks is right here in the, in the present. Well, judgment being the big one. Um, comparison is another one. If I'm sitting here and I'm comparing myself to somebody else, well what is some other minister doing today? Are they doing a better job than me? Then I can't create anything. Because I put myself in the victim's seat. It doesn't matter what somebody else is doing. It only matters that I be true to myself. Conformity is another one. How, How many people are afraid to just be all of who they can be because it's not like what is acceptable? That destroys our ability to create. And again, it's based on the idea that some things are good and I need to be over there being like that. It's back to junior high. I can't wear that. Kids would laugh at me. That's not true. And if we were parents and we had kids, you know, arguing about that, we knew it wasn't true. When we were in junior high, we didn't know it was true, right? But Even as we go through life, we're meant to be our own unique selves. There's nobody else in the world who is exactly like you or like me. And that's good. We are good just as we are with all of our idiosyncrasies. And the third set of obstacles that gets in our way are all future-based. We're worried we're afraid of failure. We're impatient with what's going on. Those keep us from being present. And they're all based on the idea that something is bad. I was talking to my mother on the way home from Ellensburg on the phone. She's in Florida. And she says, did you have a wreck? And I was like, why would? <laughs> Why would you go there? Why would you think that? No, it's a sunny day. I mean, she probably heard there was snow in the area. And so she went directly to, we've had a wreck. And I just, I don't know what to do with that, but that's my mother and her code is, that's what mothers do, mothers worry. And she does. But let me tell you, that is not the code of motherhood in case any of you think that, or fatherhood, or personhood, worry is a choice that we make, and it's a toxic choice because it focuses on something we have decided is bad, and what we focus on, we are more likely to create. So worry is a very toxic thing. We put a lot of energy with worry into trying to avoid that which we think is bad. But if all of our energy is going toward avoiding, what is left for creating? And we are here to be creators. So if we would just stop thinking in terms of good and bad, then we could get on to the business of creating. When we're going to create, it starts with an intention. What do we want to create? What would you love to create? Did you watch in the 12 days of Christmas, did you watch that beautiful offering from Rochelle Indra about the power of intention? So what she didn't say in that was that she had given that talk or some version of it to a networking group that she and I are both part of. And when I heard that, I realized, she asked about, in the talk, in case you haven't watched it, she asked, what is it that you think about the first thing in the morning? Because those early morning thoughts are so powerful. And I thought about it and I said, I have a tendency to think about all the work I have to do for the day. And I'm, I'm starting my day kind of organizing all this work and I end up feeling very overwhelmed and like, oh, I have so much work to do, and I, I can never get all the work done. And so I really listened to what Rochelle had to say, and I thought, maybe I should start the day with a different kind of thought. And so what I picked was create, and I, I just told myself, I'm so creative. I'm a creator. The very first day that I did that, I ended up writing this poem It just kind of, I was doing my morning practice and in the journaling, I just out came a poem and it was pretty good. And I thought, wow, this works. So the next day, again, I was thinking, I'm a creator, I'm so creative. And I came up with the idea for the 12 days of Christmas. And I really loved that idea. And I appreciate the feedback I've heard from those of you who watched it and loved it too. And if you didn't, it's on our website. All you have to do is go to the website and you can click on all the videos. There's so many messages, and poems, and music, and and stories. And, um, it's meditations. It's really lovely, and I'm very proud of it. But it came from the power of intention. So that's the first step in the creative process. And then once you've got your intention and you're focused on it, then the cosmos starts getting into action and things come your way, whether it's through TikTok or Instagram hacks or random things that come up on your, your phone or, or just ideas or you meet a stranger and they, they say, oh, by the way, you, you've had that experience. Stuff starts coming to you because you're tuned in. You're tuned into higher power, the higher power that you are. So you get into that space and you're listening and you let your imagination run wild. And then as the ideas are coming in, you you start to organize them, you focus, you take action. This is all going to work better if you have some kind of a practice. So remember with the 12 days of Christmas, I said it came when I was doing my morning practice. If I didn't have a practice, I might not have caught that idea. What is your practice? As a creator, what do you want it to be? Do you take time in meditation to get quiet? Meditation doesn't, there's a lot of ways it can look. Maybe your meditation is a run. And when you go running, ideas come to you. You stop thinking, and and you just get into this quiet place. Maybe that happens for you when you're dancing. Everybody is their own person. You have to know what works for you. I remember when um, I was a young mom, one of my friends had a little boy. He was, I don't know, he was one, I think, and she was saying that he was in his crib at night, And he'd be in there singing. And she said, I don't know about you, but I I can't fall asleep while I'm singing. But it worked for this little boy. He would sing himself to sleep. Who are we to decide, good and bad? It's what's right for you. The important thing is that you find something that takes you out of the realm of the material, where you are making judgments of right and wrong, where you are feeling like a victim, and you are thinking of others as persecutors and where you're looking for someone to redeem you. Have a practice that takes you into the transcendent, where you remember that you are one with all that is And in that oneness, in that oneness, there is possibility, unlimited possibility. You are here to be a blessing. When you tune in and you listen, you may get missions that come to you that are bigger than anything you ever imagined. And your job is to say, yes. Your job is to say, I am available for a high vibrational pregnancy. Like Mary said, let it be done unto me. Let me bring forth the Christ, which is bigger than a baby, amazing as a baby is. The Christ is the template for all that I came here to be. The Christ is the template for all that you came here to be. And we find that by listening, tuning in to that higher power, that is-ness, that mystery. So this week, as you're looking at the circumstances that come your way, it might look like mud, but make a mud pie. Put flowers on it, garnish it. That's what I used to do as a little girl. I thought those were just amazing culinary creations. <laughs> what, whatever is coming our way, we have the opportunity to level up if we remember who we are.